0: Alright, welcome to the Avni Interviews, we're your hosts Eric Bork and Mikey Taylor. What up? We're the co-founders of Avni, a brand for entrepreneurs. Here on the Avni Interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and the lifestyle they love to help other people do the same thing. So I want to just kind of respond on the audio. We are in a new space, it's going to sound a little echoey, bear with us. Uh, we'll be kind of getting it sounding a little more crisp over the next few episodes but we have to install some stuff. So thanks for bearing with us. Have you been getting complaints? Yeah, some people commented on the last one. It's not bad. I actually just listened to uh, Russell Brand and Tony Robbins and their sounded just like this sounds. So it's not terrible. It's just, there is a little bit of an echo. So we're going to get rid of that, bear with us. And thanks for being with us. Um, What we're going to do today is something a little bit different. I've had an idea that I've wanted Mikey to do for a while and so I finally talked him into doing it and we're basically gonna run through, make sure that we give um, a good amount of value in this episode, but basically the idea came from uh, what year did you start raising money for St. Archer? End of 2011, beginning of 2012. Okay, so at that time we were skateboarding and Mikey was basically raising money and we were always in the car and I was listening to these conversations about all this stuff happening on such a high level. I learned so much during that time about how you raise money, about um, the process, about what goes into it. And so I wanted to create a group where people could learn about this inside information. We don't know what we're calling it yet, um, but I'm going to say, if you are interested in this, and this, you'll you'll get value out of this episode whether or not that's of interest to you, um, but let's call it uh, ovnidigital.com forward slash direct line is what I'm going to call it right now. That's not what it's called, but we haven't named it yet. So ovnidigital.com forward slash direct line. And the idea came from, I was getting all of this inside information from Mikey just listening to what was going on and I'm going to share some of what I learned but I'm going to have Mikey share some inside stuff that he's learned from different people that he's interacted with like Grant Cardone, like Randall Pitch, like Ben Ricciardi and Blake Ricciardi. So that's what we're going to do in this interview. So I'm going to start off by by kind of just illustrating um, if anybody's ever raised money before and I'm going to have you explain this just because I feel that it will come across better from you. The first thing I learned about when you raise money is that you're liable, now it's going to sound kind of simple, but you're liable for that money and I've actually seen people raise money without a PPM and it turned out very bad for them. So explain really quick, quickly what a PPM is.
1: A uh, PPM is a private placement memorandum and it it basically tells the investor everything that they're getting into by investing with you. So it breaks down what the investment is, what the risks are, how they're paid, how we're paid. Uh, it's basically the, I guess, Bible in a sense of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it protects, it protects us so that an investor can't say, I don't know I didn't know this. I didn't know what
0: I was getting myself into. It basically spells it all out for them. So now do, in order to invest in most of the things you're doing, people need to be accredited, correct?
1: Um, They don't always have to be accredited.
0: With Commune, now they do at the moment.
1: Yeah, with Commune, they have to be accredited. uh, And really, it's it's because I'm marketing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not marketing something, it... There's not as many regulations uh, to it being accredited or non-accredited, uh, but where they basically draw the line is if you're marketing it, marketing it to people, then they think people can be taken advantage of because of marketing. Yep. So they put a line on where the where you should have a certain amount of knowledge in finances based on how much you make, mm-hmm. and that qualifies you as accredited or non-accredited. Uh, that's just the scc put it there for a reason
0: so to draft up a ppm it's what like 35 grand something like that
1: oh god i can't remember the exact amount it cost us uh we had just legal baked into one Mm -hmm. uh i i yeah i i think it gosh i want to say it was like 25 but uh I, i think it can range on on how how in depth it needs to be okay um, but and, God, I can't remember the exact amount.
0: And what are the, the, the flip side to not having a PPM? I've seen it a few times. I've never done one without one. You won't, you won't do one without one, right? No, I won't. Um,
1: I know people who've done it also uh, without one. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it doesn't always have to go bad. It, it, it's just, to me, you're taking on exposure in case it doesn't work out, Yep. right? Like if you start a company without a PPM and something doesn't go right, uh, dude, I don't want to take on any more exposure to be sued right. than I need to. So I, I just won't do one without one.
0: Yeah. So if someone were to <laughs> but go... But for
1: an investor, like most times an investor won't say, do you have a PPM? I'm not investing without one. Usually it's like us who have right. the PPM.
0: Yep. Um, okay. So let's just kind of run through a, a few different people and kind of just what from having a relationship then with them what you've learned let's talk about Ben Ricciardi and building a personal brand Um, and I'll preface this one with the algorithm algorithm hit and it's so funny because at the time people didn't like even me you were telling me like because you're in touch every single day with the size of audience you have you're like dude the algorithm's like hitting it's hitting but at that point every almost everybody just stopped growing right and so I saw you go into this like what do I do you were also transitioning what you were doing but I watched you battle this thing out. So Ben Ricciardi, for anybody who doesn't know, Ben times 10 on Instagram, he owns basically that agency and is day-to-day working with huge companies, creating content. You and Ben are always going back and forth. So what are some of the things battling growth on Instagram that you've learned working with Ben? So Ben is,
1: uh, he's really good with just a personal brand in total, right? Like with me, like skating, like we never focused on building a personal brand. We just wanted to put out our skate content and then grew a following, right? But like there wasn't a lot that like we really put into like actually building a brand behind us where Ben has, right? Right. He's built a personal brand. It was very uh, similar to how you would build an actual brand. Mm -hmm. I just never thought of it that way. So it was like, it was just like, you know, just from hanging out with him, it was like, look, like, what are you trying to communicate to your audience? What does your content do for them? How often do you post this compared to this? It was kind of just, I learned how to take all of these ideas that were floating all over the place and like really consolidate and go, what am I trying to communicate? And and, and then kind of, I felt like my message just really uh, got dialed in, mm-hmm. uh, which is one thing for him. The other thing, dude, he is in the trenches when it comes to strategies of growth. Yeah. Right, so, dude, just learning like, I mean, from like a broad like, when and when to post, how to comment, to like, dude, how to growth hack and how to, uh, how to add certain things into posts that that drive engagement a certain yep. way and, uh, really like trying to maximize your return per post. Uh, he's just like a dude. He's just in it. So it's like just hanging out with him, I feel like I walk away with like so many new strategies to try on, and, on and building. Also, Even LinkedIn. LinkedIn was a big yeah. one, right? I wasn't doing any LinkedIn. And it was like him from a conversation, like, dude, you need to focus on LinkedIn. Yep. Like it's a whole platform that's, there's no monitor to growth right now. We're like, Instagram is making it impossible to grow. LinkedIn wants you to grow. Yep. And, you know, there's a certain part of your message that would re- that would resonate really well on LinkedIn. So once I got there, then he gave me tools on like how to grow it on LinkedIn and uh, he's been real valuable to kind of the social media game
0: and just for for people listening, I'm just going to give an example. Um, I, I mean growth on social media is all about getting in front of a new audience, right and there was there was a time when you were just like engaging, engaging, and then I remember <clears throat> there was a couple things you did with Ben, and all of a sudden you got in front of a new audience boom you're up five thousand followers in a day just because of Ben's strategies and you guys constantly working and and that's something that you're doing and you're going, oh, we just did it. But I'm looking at that going, that's so, that's valuable for people. Like people need to know about that. So that's another example. Um, what did you learn when you went out with, uh, for Grant Cardone's podcast? I was kind of fascinated with some of the stuff you told me, um, that most people wouldn't see. Can Uh, you share the sales team? That was the most fascinating
1: to me. His sales team? Yeah. Uh, it was, I learned a lot from him actually. I was with him for like four hours, right? Yep. His, like he is a sales guy through and through. So yep. you go to his company and you can tell he has a certain way to sell and, his, and the people he hires is very specific to what he's trying to communicate, right? So you walk in and it's like, uh, uh, what's the movie? Uh, Boiler? Well, no, oh. uh, Wolf on Wall Street. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That vibe of like the stock market vibe mm-hmm. is the vibe you feel at his company. Yeah. Right? Like there's definitely like a pressure to perform, right? And they have like a scoreboard and it's like who sold the most that day and everybody's like un- under this like like competitive drive to sell that uh, that was gnarly to see. But, but there's a way in which he sells that like, is uh, it's a skill set, right? Like yep. whenever I see like somebody like Grant, like I would be like, okay, yeah, like that guy was just born to sell. But like, dude, you walk in and there's 40 Grants. Yep. They're like all the same, same guy, right? And it's like you could just tell that he's definitely learned strategies that help you get to a close as opposed to you just talking about a product.
0: Uh, this is something I found pretty fascinating that I'm pretty sure I can share because anybody that wants to do this, be my guest. Don't his sales guys make like a thousand phone calls a day? Oh, dude.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, they're they're uh, dark calling all day long. Straight up crazy. I mean, I did cold calling. It's tough. It's a cold calling. I call it yeah. dark calling. Cold well, calling. I mean, that's, yeah, it's. It is the most you just have to be emotionally shut off and just not care if people scream at you, yell at you, hang up on you, and just keep going. Yeah. It, it, it's tough to do and there's very few people who can do it. So hearing that he has a room of people that do that is yeah. fascinating. You know what was gnarly too? Like
1: you, you, you see like a lot of these guys on social media and like you can't tell like if they're like scamming people or if they mm-hmm. like it's hard to tell if they are who they are, right? Yep. Dude, when you walk in to see his operation, it's like, dude, it was legit. It's like a yeah. hundred employees. It was like, just this, the systems he had in place were very, uh, dude, I learned a lot seeing him. It was like, yeah. I went back, so Randall Pitch was, was out there with me and we both left, we we're like, dude, we got some work to do, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it was cool and then just like, I think like when you, when you see and hear people who operate differently than you, it makes you and challenges you to do things totally. different, right? Which is really valuable. Um, Another thing I learned from him was like the landscape that you see doesn't mean it has to be that way, yeah. right? So, like, you know, like we were talking about something, and I was talking about return for investors, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, look, like, you know, this is some of the roadblocks I've ran into, and this is what investors are telling me they want to see. You're and talking with Grant? I'm telling this to Grant because okay. Grant was asking about our real estate fund and vice versa. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of just made a point I'm like, gosh, dude, everyone expects such high returns right now because of how the stock market stock market performed right i'm like mm-hmm. their expectations are so high that i've i there's there's been a couple of people where like i'm just like dude we you're so far off right mm. and he kind of made a point he's like dude don't let the person tell you where the bar is you mm-hmm. tell the person where the bar is yeah right like yep. you need to control the situation you create the landscape and it was just like a uh i, I think a good reminder that like yeah you have the ability to control your situation regardless of, of,
0: of what it is at the moment. Totally. Um, so let's, who else? Let's do like a couple more because the, basically, the, let me say something first. So for me, what I've realized is that if you're around someone and it has this weird cliche right now of being called a mentor, Right. But really though, sometimes it's a mentor and sometimes it's just being in an environment where people are doing things and you pick up how to do those things and then you go and do them, right? So I run, I run our little agency, right? If someone's around me all day, they can very easily go run, run their own. It's just being around the people. You raise money, you're around people who raise money. You're then around people who have more money that you're raising money from. And that's something that I've seen happening over the past however many years. Um, a good example of that, to,
1: just to build off that, is uh, like when we were raising money with St. Archer, mm-hmm. w- we were with Josh. Yeah. And Josh is really good at talking to people. And there was a ton of things that I learned in being in those situations with him. Oh, pr- totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just like, dude, learning how to like hype or, or get investors excited about what you're doing. There's a certain way to like tell a story yep. that, like, dude, I picked up firsthand that. I definitely turned into like one of my uh strategies of the way I do it yeah and you know? it's
0: also a very different approach um when you're a famous athlete right because you have that pull whereas Josh was not so I'm sure you watched him approach it from like a totally different angle um and not that I'm not saying that no that's you're right. how you raise money you're but right. it's just a different approach mm-hmm. you know totally um Okay. So let's touch on a couple more. Well, no, I was, this is what I was going to say is that that's really at the essence of what we're trying to do with Avni. I want to create an, we want to create an environment, um, where people can be around something and learn it and do it and, and make that a part of their life. So those are kind of the programs that we're rolling out for people that are now, we're having our first, uh, members of the TechWorks Agency Academy. Um, get their first clients and start doing work and they're starting you know they're getting there and we're communicating with them and seeing it happen so it's just a cool thing to happen and I've just seen this for so long happening with you that that's the whole idea here is I want to create something where people can get that inside information and sometimes it's just knowing about something it's as simple as just knowing a, a resource to turn to that can that's the right fit for you well yeah dude i mean just think about it. there's like
1: like what would you do to like sit in one of a, a meeting with like steve jobs or warren totally. buffett or i mean dude you'd yep. pay anything because you know the information would be invaluable right yep. it's just like i mean dude i followed the same thing with uh when i was skating a lot it's like yeah i always tried to surround myself with people that were better than me or doing things better so that i was always like driven to be as good as them or totally. even seen it like seeing Paul do a switch tray flip down a set of stairs made it reality that like
0: we could do it also. Well, dude, right? and let's talk about Paul for a second. I, I hadn't thought of this one before we, you know, talked about doing this, but Paul is a great example in the in the sense of he looked at it differently as far as having an agent. Remember when he got Circe as his agent? That was totally different. No, like you you were frowned upon in the skate culture back then if you had an agent and he do you know where did he get that influence from he just decided to have an agent i can't remember dude no i can't remember i mean
1: i, I think it just came from like he wanted to be the biggest and the best
0: and he probably, probably right so he probably, probably was athletes. like okay how
1: can i get bigger than this how yeah. can i do these deals with nike or target how can i maximize what i'm doing and he probably felt like an agent was the way to get there. And to Paul, like, dude, Paul, I mean, you know, Paul, he's a sweetheart, right? Yep. He's not somebody who's going to go into a meeting That's and drive true. value up for himself. He doesn't like talking about himself that way. That's right? True. So I'm sure Paul was like, look, I need somebody to go in there and, and speak for me. Yeah. You know, we're like, you know.
0: Yeah, because he, he's always glad to do it. But yeah, no, I know. It just there, there was one time when I was his team manager where they were like, have Paul do this. Yeah. And it was so insane. Yeah. And so my job was to tell him to do this. And he was like, dude, I can't do it. Like, you know, because yeah. he wanted to do it so bad. Yeah. But then you have that person. It's like, if you go up and talk to Lil Wayne, like there's usually someone right there. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, okay. So let's, th- that's kind of the essence of where we're going. And I, even today, um, I was sitting in the car, listening to you talk commune. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's, it's, I'm gaining so much knowledge on how a fund is formed, on how money is distributed. And for me, the biggest shocker was when I, and this is all public, this is on your website. The biggest shocker to <laughs> Good me, just, just to make, I'm like, <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> and just so, just so the audience knows, when you're doing a capital company like Mikey's doing, you're regulated heavily by the government. And for example, Elon Musk, it was what, 419, and he thought it would be funny to say 420, and he got fined like a million bucks for it. Like, they're so serious about it. And um, so basically, I'm only going to say things because Mikey's regulated on our podcast <laughs> about what we say. Um, and they're watching that carefully. His compliance person is watching very carefully because it can go back too. You have to be careful. So, um, what- Watch,
1: I told you all my. all all my social medias are now
0: monitored. Yep. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's all, it's all monitored. Yeah. Um, Was, what shocked me the most was the valuation of storage units. Yeah. And the numbers are on your website of, when it was built and what it was valued for it is insane like when i learned that i was like okay this is how you make real money like crazy (laughs) yeah it was like i can't say the number but if you go to communecapital.com you can look at the storage units the numbers and it's something like i'm saying it's not but it's like 2 million to like 25 million something like that um it's crazy so those are the ty- and I'm I was sitting there today just listening, going, I am getting I'm reading a book right now. I'm just listening to everything that's happening. And I wish I could say the numbers from today. I know I can't, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> definitely can't. <laughs> but it's just like, whoa, we're about to make money. Yeah. Like this is this is good. So um that's to me, just it's not so much having a mentor. I, I'm not necessarily down on having a mentor but it's just getting in and knowing this is what people do on a regular basis and this is how they do it. Yeah, I think there's two parts
1: to it, right? Like, I think for certain people, a mentor is really good, yep. right? There's certain people that need somebody to show them the way, mm-hmm. right? And they feel confidence in somebody walking them through it, right? Yeah. There's other people that like are just going to go out and do it, mm-hmm. right? So, there's definitely a certain person for it. This is more like like, you know, we always talk about you are uh, you are who the f- five closest people who hang around you are, mm-hmm. right? And surround yourself with great people. A lot of people, one, don't have great people around them, mm-hmm. right? So there's like, their only option is like these four shitty people. Yeah. Right? So Are you talking about
0: us in the room? No, I'm, I'm just, just saying playing. in general, <laughs> I'm right? I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, in just general. kidding. So dude.
1: one, a lot of people don't have a circle to build yeah, off of. Two, sure. a lot of people don't have access to a absolutely randall or a grant or a randy right yep. so it's
0: like and randy's mikey's financial planner. yeah
1: so i think it's like this is just a good a good thing to like be able to see how these people operate on a level that you want it so I guess let's to talk about to. that
0: for a second so randy let's talk about randy randy was basically mikey's financial planner as a teenager and now is his partner in commune capital and i i mean so randy every day is dealing with people who have a lot of money how they make money how they lose money how they raise money how they sell company he's dealing with this all day every day and you've been around randy and probably talked to randy on like a weekly basis for how like i don't know yeah over a decade over 10 more than 10 years yeah um so share some some learnings from randy like some inside learnings from Randy. I mean, dude,
1: every, I've learned almost everything. From, if you
0: think yeah. about it, right? Like I didn't know what a
1: PPM was. None of us did. Yep. None of us knew how to raise money. None of us knew how to do a business plan. I mean, dude, like beyond that, I didn't even know what money was, right? Like I had an example from my parents of like a conservative way to spend money or, or, or I should say a conservative lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what money meant. I had no idea how to grow money. I had, I had zero clue, Yeah. right? So like when you, when you look at like how to like grow wealth, dude, I learned that from Randy.
0: That wasn't from me. So talk about maybe some specifics. Some specific, you don't, don't say like a person's name. Okay, so uh, to that point? Yeah. So
1: I, I went into it thinking that you could save yourself, you could save to becoming a millionaire, right? Like I, what, for whatever reason? I was wanting a million bucks. I don't know why, but I feel like from our generation that was the number of like, dude, you get here, you made it, right? So I was yep. like, oh, let's get to a million. And I just thought you just saved to that, right? That is not how you get rich. You yep. cannot save yourself to that. Right? So what I learned really is not only how to make money, but how to leverage money. Mm-hmm. And how to make money grow for itself without you working, right? And and I would say beyond that the the Probably the most valuable lesson I ever learned from Randy was, was was, leveraging people, time, and money. That was probably the most valuable thing I ever learned from him, right? Because I was always under the impression that if you want to make money, you just need to like, just do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. That is not how you make money, yep. right? You need to learn, one, what's the most valuable, how valuable is your time, putting people in place to do certain things for you so you can do more, yep. right? And, and really, like looking at like where I'm spending my money and how I could put my money to use to grow it. It was like once I started looking at it that way, like I don't want to say it's not it's, it's building a team, yep. right? Once I learned that, like, dude, if I want to get to that place, I need to build a team under me to get get there. change everything for me.
0: Yeah. So, are there any with Randy? Are there any kind of specific moments throughout that ten years, like that you remember? Like something happened and then Randy pushed you in a certain direction.
1: Um, I could remember a direction that he was trying to push me into that I didn't take and lost a lot of money. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. What happened? Oh, dude, I, I, so I bought a house. Oh, right? yeah. This was in is a, 2007. No, I bought a house in 2005. Oh, what? January it? 15th,
0: to, to, January 15th, That's still 15th, not a good time to buy. It. Yeah, right? it wasn't a good time to buy. I uh,
1: get a shitty loan. He didn't recommend the loan. And I was just like, I want a house, Yeah. right? So I get the house, I get it. I, so I go through this like two-year period. I refi, and he goes, I want you to sell the house. He's like, you should sell the house. And In 2007. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh. what are you talking about, dog? I bought the house for five seventy-five. The house is worth seven hundred grand. I'm not selling this thing. And yep. he goes, dude, sell the house and go rent a townhouse or rent a, an apartment. And I was like, no way. I'm like, are you kidding me? What am I going to tell my friends? Like, I was on some stupid, like, yep. kid ego shit. Yeah. And I didn't listen. And then the next year, the market crashes. And, dude, I've been in the house 15 years. And just now got back to where it was. Where it was before. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, that was one thing where I just should have listened to him. But I was just young and dumb. Yeah. Um, gosh, another one. Uh, he He made a he made a point to me, to us, when we were doing St. Archer, when we were starting it, that I didn't quite understand back then, that I absolutely do now. Uh, he was like, look, I, I just want you guys to know how you guys are going about
0: this. You're gonna have to do another company after this. That's so interesting. Right? Because now, that makes so much sense. I don't think I would've understood. I didn't understand it.
1: I didn't understand at it at all. He's like, just just remember guys, Like, this is gonna be a great start startup company yeah. and first company for you guys. Yeah. And I remember like going almost like didn't even like hear it. I was like,
0: like, bro, we're going to make money. <laughs> I don't know millions. what you're talking about, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: And and really I didn't have I don't think any of us did back then. We didn't have the understanding or foresight to see basically what our equity breakdown was to take on the first capital, mm-hmm. how much capital we were going to need to grow it and what that was going to mean to our equity moving forward. Yeah. And and so that when we ended up selling it, what he really meant is you guys aren't walking away with twenty or thirty M's off this deal. Yeah. Right? So this is if this works, this is gonna be a great start to put you guys in a good spot, but you're gonna have to do you're something else afterwards. Yeah.
0: That's so. Which interesting. like I wish
1: like, dude, to tell you the truth, I I just didn't know back then. Uh but uh <sighs> I guess it was just like, dude, there was, it was just the position we were in, yeah. you know? But, well, so I don't know if I like, it was just, there's so much knowledge that he had that I just didn't have back then. Um,
0: well, but, to, to play off that, I, I remember someone coming to me when you guys were starting St. Archer and, and him being like, I'm going to start this micro brewery in my, in my garage. The craft beer market is huge. And I was like, okay. And then I like... I, I was at the time listening to how you guys were doing it and um, there's so many factors there there's the fact that uh, bigger beer companies were buying craft beers at the time mm-hmm. and that's one of the big I would say that's one of the biggest things that I've learned um, in listening to you know the stuff you've done and then what we're doing together but is that if no one's buying, you can't sell a company. It's important to figure that out before you go off and invest your entire life into something that's not gonna cash flow. Yeah, and you know what else has like really been, I mean, there's so many benefits to being his friend <laughs> and
1: business partner, but there, there's a lot I learned on the, on the financial side of, in specific to my portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, how to maximize the amount of money I should say, minimize the amount of money I'm paying in taxes without uh, putting up a red flag to be audited, Mm -hmm. right? What things I should, well, we always get in discussions about like uh, 401Ks or IRAs or Mm -hmm. uh, uh, ways to to defer your taxes, Mm -hmm. but just having somebody be part of the conversation on how to maximize all of your money uh, is phenomenal. The thing that's that's good about him too is he's tracking stocks and bonds and and what Fed's doing with interest rates and things that go hand in hand with what happens to the economy and real estate. Yeah. Right. So like having that conversation with him on what it's doing over here, and and, and then to see how that could potentially affect real estate and how that changes our pattern if we're buying, holding, selling.
0: Yeah. Uh, is Gosh, So huge. <laughs> yeah, you know it it really is. And that's so I let's talk about for a minute what do you think are the things that people, based on the comments, and I have a few, the things that people want to know about the most. I think the first one they want to know is like how to start the type of business they want to start, like how to start a clothing brand. We get hit up from people all the time that have, like, kind of like baby brands, and they're like, I have this brand, I want to grow that. So the, what the the I'm just going to call it the collective that we're going to create. Um, we'll call it Direct Line for now. Um, and I, real quick, I, I'll say kind of what we're going to do. We're going to have a once-a-month call with Mikey and someone, let's say, like Ben Ricciardi, right? Um, I think he's probably going to be the first one. Mikey's we'll talked one to him. We'll do with Randy. We'll do one with Randy but a call going over the stuff that's not put out in like Mikey's content necessarily, but it's the the inside stuff kind of like the stuff, actually exactly like the stuff that I overheard listening to you guys found, co-found St. Archer. So we're gonna do a monthly call and then we're probably gonna do a monthly Q&A and then also I wanna have like, say it's once every three months, uh, people can send in like, emails questions that we look at because we get these all the time but it's getting to the point now where it's like you can only do so much so let's create a group of people like some other people have they'll call it like inner circle but for us this is going to be like a direct line and we'll manage being able to give this type of information to people so we'll call it ovni digital.com forward slash direct line and then that'll take you to what we call it I like calling, we like calling things cool things. We don't like the the cliche names like, I don't even want to make fun of anyone specifically, but <laughs> okay. they're just lame to us. So we're going to come up with a dope name that sounds cool, but that's what it is. So with that said, um, where were we right there? There was very, something I was going to say. What were you just talking about? Uh, Randy. Uh, the economy, real estate. The economy. That's that's definitely, that's one of the big lessons is that when you were getting into real estate, you're getting into real estate with partners who've been doing this for how long? 20 years? Yeah, for a long time. They've yeah. been doing it forever. So one of the first things you looked at was, and I'm not dogging on anyone doing residential right now, but residential is probably going to hit um, a correction really soon. Whereas the, the bigger developments that you're doing are not immune, but they kind of weather the recessions a lot better, if that makes sense. When you have apartments and you own, you know, multiple apartments, um, and this is... this You is know what? I got to Go ahead. I mean,
1: there's, there's some of the... Yes and no. Uh, it depends on where you are, right? Like, there's certain areas that are affected way more than others, yeah. right? Where, yep. like... Like, I don't know if Memphis is, like, feeling a recession. Like, California in 2007, eight 8 or 8. Yeah, like, like, SF or here, you see a huge drop, dude. Like, I I think there's a lot of places throughout the nation that don't feel their house drop. It it just kind of cruises, right? The thing about residential, because I don't want to beat up on residential too much. The thing that I don't like about residential truly is, is scaling it. Like yeah, there's a lot of people no, that do make good money Yo. in residential, right? So I don't want to be like the anti-residential guy, but it just see, always seemed like a logistical nightmare Yo. to go out and buy a hundred to 200 homes where you could just go buy one apartment building. And it has, y- you know, 200 homes. In yeah. There. There's a little bit more control and valuation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, but dude, you, Apartment buildings—nothing is recession-proof, right? There are, there's always something that could go wrong. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm apartments. So like kind of where I'm going, yeah, for sure, dude. And where I'm going with this is that having that having that guidance to get to what you're doing right now. Like, I really wish you guys I could share this conversation that I just you know listen to Mikey on the phone talking and. I was just sitting there absorbing so much knowledge. Yeah, are you kidding me? I wish I could talk about it too, oh, man. <laughs> It's exciting. I have but... investors coming in off the show. <laughs> uh, what I'm getting at is that that's... So what I think, and back to um, this is kind of where I realized we were off track, is talking about what people want to hear. Everybody wants to know how to make more money. That's number one is how do you make more money? And I will straight up say, if I would have known how to start my own agency four years earlier, it would have saved so much pain. I just didn't know. I think people want to know how to make more money. And the other one too, and we talk about this, you know, every so often, actually often is like what type of company to start, right? So um, starting a skateboard company, starting an apparel company, what type of company should you start? Then once you're making money, how to invest that money? and that's where um, what you're doing is on such a high level and there's so much knowledge from Randy that it's like that is the knowledge that i think can change people's like how to make more money and then how to invest that money
1: yeah and i think another part of that is how to manage it right? how to like manage like it, no yep. one knows how to ma- manage money it's like everybody's in debt everybody's having a hard time getting out of debt it, it's uh, there's a there's definitely a problem we're facing of like schooling not teaching us about yep. money Yep. Right? It's insane how even people that make money, dude. I know, friends make three, four, five hundred grand a year. Oh, yeah. They have no clue about money. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's definitely like an issue going on with it that I think uh, he would have a huge amount of value to help people, even if like you don't own a business. Yep. And you're not looking at investing. Just like help you get out of debt. Is, totally. You know,
0: I think big. And then another one, too, that I think a lot of people really want to know about is digital marketing, is building growing your, your Instagram, how to place Facebook ads, um, what type of content to create. Uh, I think digital marketing, and you have some really good uh, connections and friendships with people who are doing this every day. And I think, and I also do this every day, so that's something that we can also integrate. Um, I'm trying to think of some specifics. For example, one thing that I'll, I'll kind of share some strategies for people listening, on that have worked for us if you have a type of platform give something like a PDF for free give it away Um, ask for people's emails when you give it to them you can do that using Squarespace you can do that using ClickFunnels Um, and when basically make it a, a giveaway for example we did one on pricing creative services right. So here's, here's a strategy, just as an example, that we're learning from people and implementing. Um, then once you give that away and get the email, you have a list of people who are interested in what you just gave them, something for free. Then you can remarket, you can email those people, and you can reach out to sell whatever you're selling, whether you have a, a product company, but giving something away for free for warm leads is a great strategy. And there's, there's tons more of those strategies. Um, there's knowing what converts. Podcasts convert well because you're able to sit here and have an intimate conversation where someone has you know 45 minutes to talk to you and in my opinion the best the, the best thing that you could gain in the sales process is someone's trust and I also think that the fastest way to gain that is showing what you've done for someone else that's what I used to do when I would sell to doctors hello my name's is Eric uh, I have I'm a part of this marketing company and I did this for this doctor down the street that you know will you sign up yes and I sign him up that's the best way to gain. So just strategy, I think digital marketing and growing social media is definitely something that we can provide that, you know, people want to know about that's hot right now. So uh, what companies to start, how to build brands, um, financial management, raising money is one that I see a lot of people have questions on. Mm-hmm. Um, how to get into real estate. There's a, there's a lot of detail that goes into that. Yeah. Do you have another one?
1: No, I was just gonna say I get asked that probably more than anything is about to raising money.
0: Real. Oh, how to raise money? Yeah, so we'll do a call because it's a
1: skill. It's a, it's something you learn. It's like sales. It is sales. So almost, give right? some
0: insight on you're raising money right now. Get give some Throw out some value. What do you do to raise money? What does it look like? So it's kind of what you just said. When you're selling, right? You need to gain trust. Mm-hmm. That's like first and foremost,
1: and and you need to. There's a delicate balance between like bragging about something Mm -hmm. and not underselling something right and for me i i always choose to do it through storytelling right i think i think people naturally connect with stories yep and and what you want to do is you want the investor to feel comfortable and safe around you and also be really interested in what you're doing right so i always i always kind of create this conversation that's told in a story that 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 they want to be a part of it, right? Yep. And and there's a way to learn how to do that. Uh, that I think converts into getting an investor, right? Uh, another step is like, dude, uh, y- you can sell, you can sell, 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 but like the product needs to be there also, yep. right? So like making sure everything in your investment is sound. There's like, you need to make sure that like what you're showing them matches what
0: you're delivering,
1: yep. right? So, dude, this is this is the best thing ever. You're going to make all this, and you're going to blah, blah, blah. And you show it to them, and it sucks. It's not going to match up, right? Which
0: actually ruins your credibility and trust. Yeah.
1: Dude, also being very realistic with what you're showing them, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can't tell you how many times somebody talks to me about investment, and they use Amazon as the example or Supreme as the example, Yeah. right? Dude, I'm going to start this clothing company, and all my numbers are based off Supreme. dude. That is the worst thing you could show anyone, yeah. because Supreme is a unicorn, yep, right? And no one can be Supreme. So why are you
0: showing me and numbers based on Supreme? And we used to see that a lot with tech companies. Yeah,
1: you see a lot with that. It's like, it's like be very realistic with what you're showing them, and people will respect honesty over bullshit. Yeah. Right? Don't say, dude, give me, give me 25 grand. And I'm gonna give you 50 million bucks. Like, I'm not saying that can't happen, but like be real with what you're saying, right? You I have, think
0: authenticity wins every time. Totally. And, and to get down to a little bit into the mechanics of it, you, and this can be applied, even though someone may not be raising money for a capital company, but you have a deck that you spent months on. Mm-hmm. You spent, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say months. You probably did it in a period of like, <laughs> no, I spent a lot of time on that first deck. Cause remember I'd <laughs> the yeah. first
1: deck I did, yeah, and I didn't know how to use I did it on InDesign. And I didn't know how to use InDesign. So
0: So you learned me, how to use InDesign? Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out. You designed a deck? Yeah. If anybody out there needs photos unsplash.com, they're free. Um, you then you set up meetings um, with the right people who yeah. have money to invest in what you're doing. Go ahead. A, uh, just reminded me, a big
1: thing about raising money is it's like networking, right? Mm-hmm. You're building relationships and a lot of times don't just go straight in for like, let's call it the kill, right? Yeah. Hey dude, I have an invest. here's an investment. Like dude, take your time. Like dude, how are you? Yep. How is everything? Check in on them. Hey dude, hit them up a week later. Hey, I was wondering if we could get together and get a coffee, go get them coffee. Ask how they're doing. Let the conversation naturally go into it. You know, like for example, like don't just sit down and go, okay dude, so I'm building this company. We're gonna change the world. Dude, ask them what's up with them. Because naturally, they're going to ask what's up with you. Yep. Right? And then lead into the story like de- 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 take
0: your time. Like dude, that principle is the same in digital marketing. When we're reaching out to like a lot of people reach out to me and like the they're like so shocked um, that I'm like like de- like ha- I'm on a podcast, man. I'm not like famous. Like, you know, they're like so shocked like, dude, they, like you're taking time like i'm not gonna like go out and just try to like hey sign up for our program it's like we actually connect with people that are you know in our programs and we're like friends with them there's actually one of them in the room with us right now yeah. anthony like our our first student in TechWorks. It's like you know you may end up like buying from them like you may end up selling them something but that principle of like show genuine interest in their well-being and like you build trust with people and you grow and you network out. So I guess also I was getting at the point of like when you go out to place an ad, like it doesn't always have to be like a close on the first ad. This is yeah. a strategy in digital marketing, right? You give them a PDF for free or you give them something for free or you you, you get their email and, you know, it, build a relationship from there. Same principle. So, yeah. um, okay, keep going. Sorry. You, do you have more on raising money? I mean I can talk about more, yeah. Uh, you you know what's funny that you say like I have
1: a lot of this is like I have a ton of time. This, this, this is, is
0: where I know. I feel like this is all I do now, which is like it is I don't love it, but it's just you part do of the game. though. It's funny because your favorite book so far, unless it's changed, was Principles by Ray Dalio. I was so bored by that book. Really? Oh, uh, bored. Couldn't couldn't handle it. Oh no way. And I, I don't think I finished it. But um, that's one of my favorite books for ever. I know. Read. I think it's your favorite book. right? Yeah, but that to me, I know I need people around me who know about money because it just like like it just not my passion. Like I want a lot of it. I yeah. like what I do with the money. Yeah, but I don't necessarily get passionate about the numbers, which listening to your conversation today, you just like spout it off and love it. So um, digital marketing and then there's one more that I'm forgetting that I'll bring up in a second. So though to me those are the things that people are just really interested in right now and my thought in in doing this is that you have those connections learning things on such a high level that that, that was the idea like this is a way to share that insight with people and be able to respond you know when people have have questions about it well most likely do i'm not going to say at this point we're going to do a q a monthly but probably jump on a QA monthly and if anybody wants to jump on and ask questions you can run them through give them a resource stuff like that so um let's do really quickly is there anyone we skipped because we talked about grant i, I want to make sure we touch on some good ones here we talked about grant we talked about ben we talked about randall did we talk about randall i don't know if we talked about randall but i have a i have a
1: Randall reminded me of a conversation with Bedros. Oh yeah, Bedros was when I was thinking, okay. This is a really good point. This is something I learned from both of them. Uh, that you need to not micromanage everyone under you, right? Really like the, yeah. the, the, the and this is something I learned too. Like I think all of us think like you, you, you just, you're hands on on everything, Yeah. right? That's not what you're trying to build. It goes back to like what Randy taught me about leverage, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what you're trying to do, and the ultimate goal is you want to create a company under you that can succeed without you. Yeah. That's what that's what you're trying to do, right? So Bedros was basically telling Randall, which I overheard. I was like the person like you, yeah. right? Yeah. And I overheard them talking, and Bedros was making the point of like, look, Randall, you're doing everything. Yeah you're designing shirts, you're helping with the sales, you're helping with the marketing, you're, your hands are in everything. Like You need to be the face of the brand. You need yeah. to be the CEO. You need to be like the guy who's out there taking the business and brand to the next level, yep. right? Like these guys got it, right? And and I remember it was just, like, Randall was just kind of telling me like that, that wasn't natural for him, right? Like it's not natural just to like, not be involved on yeah because of, i
0: mean he he started his company doing it all yeah he totally. did it he's been in the trenches so i could totally see that being very difficult to yeah. step away from especially in his case because he like knows how to do everything and yeah. he's good at he's it studi- you know
1: randall is one of those guys who's seriously talented at everything
0: yeah i know it's right? crazy he he knows
1: photoshop he knows final cut he knows he knows ad- everything adult like right it's like and he had a career as a physical trainer, yeah, yeah, and like new like he know yeah he, he but knows that was so a big much. one that was a big one from from Bejos is just like what your role as leader really is, yeah. and it's not to have your hands and everything, and there's a part of it that's like like we always talk about like ego, right, yeah. like you really have to humble yourself because a lot of people have this control issue mm-hmm. and don't want other people to either do it better than them or whatever your issue is like you're not gonna be able to really create a great company until you work through all your personal issues, yeah. right? Because like, dude, having people do things that you're not involved with, like for some people, it's like hard to like, let others succeed, yep. you know what I'm saying? Totally. And then like the other thing of like, like dude, it's hard for people to go, yeah, man, I could take today off because my company like doesn't really need me there, dude. Like that's hard for people too, yep. you
0: know? So another thing with Bedros is that when we were there, he took us into the back room and he was showing us his book launch and his approach and it was so cool he was like telling us how he's like yeah like someone came by and they did my podcast and i felt like they were just like on the podcast tour and ready to leave and then other people he's like man mikey it's so cool how you came by and we're like friends like he was all stoked on it right but that was his approach you know his it's kind of like you were talking about raising money it's like he's not like hey will you post my book he's like hey, what are you doing, you know? And he had a list of people that he wanted to reach out to. And then he was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, friends with this guy. And then, and um, it was just so fascinating kind of being back there in his, like, in his strategy room. And this is the cool thing about podcasts is that we're kind of going around, you know, in those back rooms and just seeing, like, how is this person doing business over there? And then, you know, how how is this person doing business? And just kind of getting into, like, All these different companies and personal brands and seeing how they're doing what they're doing so the last thing I want to talk about and of course if you want to talk about anything else um, bring it up but this is the strategy that I feel like is the best way and I can't say the best because there's so many different ways to make money but if someone's out there trying to get started or they're already started I think starting your own agency and doing creative services that turn into an agency and then from there turning that into doing digital products. I think digital products are one of the best ways to make money right now. And that's what that's what Mikey and I do with Avni. Um, and we're going to be rolling out something with digital products and how to do it. Um, I think that that is one of the best ways. but. And we've been researching this for, I think, five, I mean, I've wanted to do something like this, but as far as researching the ways to make money, we've been researching this for years now. It's one of the
1: best ways to make money. It's one far. of the best
0: ways. Yeah. We're, we're getting dings. And every time I get a ding, it says you made money. And then I forward it to Mikey and it's like all day we're getting these dings. And a lot of uh, product company owners have the same thing because they have a Shopify account and they get like a ding Well, yeah, the Shopify account of getting dings is amazing, right? Like we have that with Sovereign
1: also, but, but what makes this so beautiful is like when we get dings, dings, dings about Sovereign, you see what you're selling. You know, you're not making that money. (laughs) Yeah. It's like bored
0: for $50. You get like 20 of it. Well, there's just the cost of goods. It's like,
1: it's just different. Right. Yeah. Um, and also dude, managing inventory sucks
0: for sure. So it's like, there's
1: a, there's a beauty of this where you're not managing any inventory your cost of goods is very, very, very minimal. Yeah,
0: It's just, it's like pure profit and yep. it's residual. It's like, dude, it's amazing. So I would even say this, if there's people out there that have a skill or knowledge and they, they have something like a course they can sell, what we're gonna do, and whenever I say this, I say this is the plan right now, it may change, but I'm pretty sure this is what we're doing because we're starting to actually put it into action. Is we're gonna teach people how to build digital products and then um, some people are gonna have amazing digital products but no audience and so we can help people sell those digital products um, we want to have digital products for people who are just getting started and digital products from people like Mizael who's an expert with you know Facebook ads and pixels uh, the Facebook pixel so um, that that flow right there and having gone through this process myself is an agency can help you get cash flow positive but you're still providing a service now i'm not dogging it at all it's a part of our business and we do this and we have clients and we love it um and i don't think i ever want to give that up totally because i love doing it and being in the trenches but at the same time from there once you free up money you can move into building digital products and i think that's also something that people really want to know about there so if there is anybody out there that does want to know about that um, I'll have an opt-in, so the, the program that we're talking about today, um, we'll have a name for it, it's going to be ovnidigital.com forward slash direct line, we're going to call it. That's not what it's called, but that's, that's what we'll say. And then if anybody's interested in building a digital product, I'll put up a landing page so that people can submit their emails and show, show interest, and we'll make that one ovnidigital.com forward slash digital product so if you're interested in that um hit us up we'll be rolling that out it's definitely one of the best ways to raise money i remember you were listening to a podcast once and the guest said i think it was grants and they were like what are the best ways to make money and he was like multi-family real estate and digital products yeah (laughs) and it's so true it's what we do and we want to teach other people how to do it also so um I think we're good there. Anything else that we missed on? I think we touched on the, the main things that people that we've heard and got DMs about that people want to know about, right? Yeah. Did we leave anything out? Um, building social media, bu- building your brands on social media, um, target marketing, uh, money, how to make more money, how to invest money, how to get into real estate, how to raise money and then digital products. I think... Yeah, that's most of it. Those are like the main things. Yeah. Um, I get a lot about investing. Investing. How do I invest if I don't make a lot of money? Well, talk about it for a second.
1: How do you invest without making a lot of money? How do you invest
0: if you don't make a lot of money?
1: Uh, That is such a hard one. I struggle with it now. You got asked this at Kevionts. So the the hard is if you're not, if you don't make a ton of money uh, and you want to invest, what I think your first strategy be is you need to figure out how to make more money. Make more money. Right. That's what I think. Like if you're really trying to like invest in the hopes of like not having to work, you got to work on getting your money up. Yeah. Right. Um, Talk if, about specifics.
0: Getting your money. What do you think you need to be earning a month before you can start investing? If you live in California and your cost of living is yeah.
1: Like, so see, California is a different one. If right. you're like I, California shoot, you gotta get a hundred, you gotta be doing 150 to 200 to like, Yeah. it's hard here, right? Anywhere else, dude, you don't need that much, right? It, it, it just depends what you're looking for, right? Like a lot of people go, hey, I wanna invest in a real estate, but I, I make 40 grand a year, right? Well, how? what do you mean by investing in real estate? There's a lot of different ways of doing yeah. it. Do you mean just like passively investing into something yeah, I don't know if you quite have enough yet. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to invest in real estate? Meaning, like, you want to use your money to get a let's say a, a flip. You want to flip a home. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to syndicate a home? There's so many different yeah. ways to talk about it that like, uh, I think first you need to educate yourself on what it really is you're trying to accomplish. Um, but dude, what I think like if if you're barely scraping by you either need to figure out how to make more money or how to like really really lower your expenses mm-hmm. you know
0: so basically you, you so so
1: a lot of it is like do we talk about this like it, do you have a do, is there an opportunity at your current job where you can make more money mm-hmm. if there's not you have two options right start something on the side or get comfortable with that being as much as you're going to make for the rest of your life Yep. right so it's like it, 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 I think a lot of it is just getting your mind wrapped around how do I make more, mm-hmm. right? And, and a good way is like, look, if like if like a lot of people that hit us up have families, right? They're like, look, dude, I don't like my job, but it's security, I have a wife, I have a kid, like I can't just jump out and start something new, right? Okay, that, I totally relate to that. So what can you do that, what can you do co- that coincides what you're doing now and get you to a point of like a, a safe transition, Yep. right? Like a lot of people do that in multifamily, right? They start syndicating.
0: I was actually going to say that.
1: Right, and, and they, they won't just quit their job and go, I'm a real estate investor and start syndicating multifamily, right? A lot of people will start syndicating deals on the side and, and let the amount of money they're making over here get close enough or pass their income from their job before they quit. Right, so I think that's like, if you're in that position, that's a safe way to do it. Uh, It all is relative to to where you're at though. If you're a kid, if you're young, you're in your like 20s, like dude, go for it. Like what do you have to, this is when you should be going wild and taking a ton of risks. So you really have nothing to lose yet and you have a ton of time to make up. So it's like, it really just depends on where you're at.
0: So those are really, in my opinion, some of the best ways to make money and what, what people are interested in knowing, right? So, to kind of put it into perspective, just run through it, starting your own agency, I went from basically nothing, nothing, to making 10 grand the next month, um, being free. That was the most amazing part about having my own agency is like, I would do all the work and then be like, I can do whatever I want now, right? Um, then from there that's an amazing way to break out also uh, digital products which we're going to be rolling something out about how to build a digital product uh, which those two kind of go hand in hand right so breaking out and doing your own thing having freedom being independent um, that was the the biggest hang-up is how do I break out and, and do my own thing so Uh, I think those are really the things that people want to know about building your own brand, right? Social media, marketing, digital marketing, um, how to make more money, which again, those two uh, agency and digital product are a great way. How to invest that money, how to get started investing. Um, I think a lot of times people look at investing and think, I'm going to invest and be rich. Well, or I'm going to do real estate, invest and be rich. Well, there's a process to go through, right? Just like there isn't starting anything. And then um, what to do once you do have money, how to grow more and more money. And that's where the connections that you have and that we have, especially the connections that you're talking to regularly are so valuable. So that's kinda what we're gonna do. We're gonna have Mikey do a monthly call and it's gonna be with someone who has, you know, super valuable insight. Um, and then I think we're going to do a Q&A where anybody that's in this group can jump on and ask you questions. Um, they can save the questions for that, and then we'll probably do something also uh, where you, you'll give a little more time, or if there's something agency and digital product or digital marketing-wise, I can answer it, and uh, they can reach out and have a little more closer connection. Like, we have really close connections with the people in our TechWorks Agency Academy, and also Mindshare Collective. We have the groups now closed, Um, a tight knit group of people. We had a bunch of signups, but you know, there's, there's a bunch of people in there that we communicate with. So that's it for, to check it out, go to, is there anything else you want to add there? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's pretty straightforward. We want to help as many people that like for me, if I would have been able to jump in this group four years ago, it would have been amazing. It would have been phenomenal. I could have learned so much from it. All right. So that's what we're going to do. And I'll just really quickly shout out the URL one more time. Ovnidigital.com forward slash direct line. I hate the name. We'll come up with the cool one. And anybody that's interested in building a digital product, ovnidigital.com forward slash digital product. That's not out yet. We're, we're in the works on that one. So that's it. And we're going to wrap it there.